I remember my first time going to the deep end and climbing up that high dive step by step. And, you know, each step it seems like you're taking 10 feet, even though it's just a few inches. And you get to the top of the diving board and you look down and it feels like you're on top of a building. It's just huge. Immediately fear grips my heart and I'm, I'm panicked. Like, I can't do this. And I'm ready to go back down the ladder, but there's already a line of kids and you can't do it. And, you know, everyone's yelling at you, jump, jump. And somehow I muster the courage and I, I step out to the edge of the diving board and, and I feel like I'm going to die, right? You're going to jump off and you're going to die. But you do it anyway, and you jump in, and it's just like, whoa! It's so exhilarating. You hit the water. Those are one of the moments you, you just never forget. My guess is you ha- you've had moments like that where, where you, the, the, the deep called out to you and you responded. That's c- kind of what we want to talk about a little throughout the next four weeks, it, is, is this, this idea of, of the deep, the, the deep end of life, the deep end of spirituality, and how the deep continues to call out to us. The question is, are we going to respond? You know, I'm really excited about this four-week series. Usually when we do a series, it's like an all-skate, right? There is a series for everyone. It's, everyone's included. It's kind of very general. It's, it's a very kind of topical idea that everyone can be a part of. What's interesting with this series is it's really, it's, it's not that way. That this series isn't actually going to be for everyone. That, that, that really there's, there's a specific group of people, maybe a subset of people that this is for, but it might not be for everyone. But, but as we kind of linger on this idea that, that, that there's something more to God, maybe there's something more to spirituality, there might be something more to faith, and the deep continues to call out to us, my hope is, is that over the next few weeks that we would all respond. You might find yourself sitting here and thinking, is this serious for me? And really, it's, it's for somebody like this. It's for the curious skeptic. It's for those who aren't really sure. Maybe, maybe we just kind of cross-lined it to believing that Jesus, maybe he is the son of God and maybe he is the savior, but I'm really not sure about all the rest. I'm, just, I'm a little bit of a skeptic. I'm questioning. I remember being in your shoes. I remember where there was a day in my life where I wasn't sure that I believed what I believed, where I kind of said, you know what, I've, I've, I've gone through the shallows before and I've seen all that before, but here's what I want to know. Is, is there something to this? Is there something real? Like, like, is there something more to, to, to this idea of God and faith than just what I've seen or maybe what I've heard? This series is definitely for you, for the curious skeptic. It, it's also for, for the hungry novice. This is the person who, who's just kind of, kind of experiencing their initial steps into a, a life with God, into their, their spiritual life, if you will. We, we call it being born again. That's how Paul refers to it, about being born again. And you're just hungry for God. You can't get enough of them. You can't get enough of the messages and you listen to podcasts and you're reading books and, and there's not enough songs and there's, there's just not enough time. You just, you just want more of God. You're just hungry for more and more of God. This is definitely for you because the truth is you're in the position right now where deep is calling and you're responding and it's exciting. And I remember being in those shoes. I remember where God first called me out and I was just like overwhelmed with this idea of who he is and I couldn't get enough. This series is, is also for the restless veterans. Do you have any restless veterans in here? People who, who have just kind of been born in church and they were raised in church and they kind of served God their whole life and, and, and they never really felt far from God. They're just, they, they've kind of been here. This series is for you because for so many of us who are in these kind of positions, our best days with God, the days that we talk about are our, our past days. The, the times where we were excited and we experienced God move, the, the, we kind of reminisce about those days. But, but I want to challenge you. I, I don't think your best days are behind you. I think your best days are before you. And maybe you just need to hear deep calling again. You see, I, I do believe this series is for these three groups of people. 
but you might not find yourself there. You might not identify with this. And, and it may be this group of people. This is who this series is not for. It's, it's not for the happy camper. That was supposed to go on the bottom, so. <clears throat> it's not for the happy campers. The, the people that just think, you know, I'm just, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm just, I'm happy with how things are going. And the truth is, if that's you, don't misunderstand me. This isn't like a rebuke or condemnation against you. We're happy you're there. God's happy you're there. We really are. We truly believe that following Jesus will make you better and will make you better at life. But what I'm hoping is that over the next few weeks, that, that this might entice you a little bit, that this might whet your appetite for a little bit more of God, that it might ignite a little bit of a fire in you to, to, to kind of seek out a, a little bit more. But if you're content where you are spiritually, if you're content where you are with your relationship, you might feel yourself disconnecting a little bit. You also might realize that through the four weeks, maybe I, I, I'm not this. Maybe I, I'm this. Maybe I, I'm one of these. Maybe I thought I was this, but, but I'm this. And I never realized it. You see, the truth is for all of us is that deep is calling. The question is, are we responding? And I don't want us to get caught in the shallow end forever because I think there is so much more to faith and there's so much more to God and there's so much more to your relationship with God that many of us miss because we just kind of get, get, get stuck. Maybe we get stuck in the shallow end or, or maybe we get stuck kind of just being hungry for a while and then laying off. And, and maybe for some of us, like the rest of us veterans, we were hungry for God and we pursued God, but we've kind of let our foot off the gas pedal a little bit. My hope is that over the next four weeks, this would challenge you. This would encourage you to take a greater step in, to, to understand more about who God is and what God's plans are for you. Maybe to take things just a little bit deeper because ultimately that's what I want. Ultimately, I think that's what God wants. I don't think God's sitting here pointing fingers at you and saying, you need to move and shame on you, you're a skeptic, or shame on you, you're just happy. I think God's sitting there with a smile on his face saying, guys, I have so much more in store for you. I have such great things planned for you next. Would you just take a step? I, I, I know what you're dealing with, and I know what's before you. Would you just take a step this way? And if you do, I'll meet you there, and I'll, I'll introduce you to things you only thought possible. Would you just come a little deeper? My guess is, as you're seeing this, you're, you're kind of wondering yourself, but Jim, this, this sounds great, and, and, and this sounds interesting, like I could always use more of God, but, but, but here's, here's a question. Like, isn't, isn't this really just your job? Like, isn't it your job to take me deeper? Isn't, isn't faith one of those things that, that you're like, you're paid to do? This is like taxes and, and, and it's like, you know, this is, this is one of the things that you're supposed to do. Isn't this your job? And first, let me say, let me say don't give me so much credit. <clears throat> but second, let me say, I, I would have agreed with you completely until I read this passage of verse that I've read a hundred times before, but never saw it like this. And this is what I want to talk to you about this morning. We're going to look at a passage of Scripture that's from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is in the New Testament. It's a letter written to a group of Hebrew people. No one's really sure who the author is. Some people think it might be Paul. Some people think it might be Luke. Some people think it might be a woman. We're really not sure. But in this passage, something, something so clear, something uh, really amazing is kind of un unveiled that so many people kind of gloss over because when we read it, we just think, well, that's just the Bible. And we just kind of move on. Now, that's a little weird. I'm going to keep going. But in this amazing passage of Scripture, the writer of Hebrews has a very clear answer about how we're supposed to be going deeper, that we should be going deeper, and what the problem might be of why we're not there. Here's how the author starts off. There is much more we would like to say about this. 
There's much more we'd like to be saying about God. There's much more we'd like to be saying about faith, uh, about your journey, about your experience. We, we, we've written four chapters, right? This is chapter five. There's four chapters of stuff that we've talked about. And we'd like to go even further. We'd like to take things even deeper. There's so much more we'd like to say about this. But it's difficult to explain. Since you have become dull of hearing. It's like, ow, like, that stings a little, a little bit. Here's basically what he's saying. There's so much more to this journey. There's so much more to faith. There's so much more to God than you've experienced. And I, I would love to tell you it. I would love for you to experience it. I would love to be the one to kind of lead you into these things. But here's the problem. You've become dull of hearing. Another translation says, slow to learn. It's like he's kind of smacking his audience, isn't he? I mean, that's a little bit of an insult. Like, you're a little bit dumb. You're just a little, a little slow. And because you're being a little slow, because you're dragging your feet, because, because you're not keeping up, I can't explain the things that I want to explain. I can't take you deeper, even though there is so much more out there for you. And, and here's what, he, what he's really saying. He's saying, the problem isn't me. I, I, I'm giving you all the things. The church is giving you the things. The, song are, the songs are doing the things. The books are doing the things. The, the problem isn't any of those things. The problem is you. You've become dull. You've become slow to learn. There's all of these things that want to move you forward, that want to push you deeper. But you've become dull of hearing. Then he goes on. He says this. He gets to this part here that I absolutely love. He says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, like you ought to be experts in this, you ought to know this enough that you can teach it to somebody else and replicate it. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to still teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. It's like, guys, I would love to take this deeper. I would love to go further, but you keep getting in the way. You're not, you're not progressing. There's, you should be experts at this, but you're not. And here we are back at the elementary truths of God's word. You know, like that God loves you and that God created you. That God might have a plan for you. But guys, there's so much more. And then the author insults his audience in what I think is, is one of the, the greatest shamings in the Bible that no one pays attention to. I, I think it's, I mean, it's really kind of savage. He says this, you need milk, not solid food. Basically what he's saying is, you're like a baby, right? I, I mean, you're just, you're, you're like a baby. You haven't grown. Babies can't, can't eat can't eat the solid food. They need the milk. Babies can't progress. They're still being bottle fed. And he said, here's the problem with this audience. He said, there was a time when you were drinking milk and now a lot of time has passed. And guess what? You're still, anyone? Drinking milk. You, you haven't grown. Here's really what he's essentially saying is, you're not acting your age. You're not. You're not acting your age. And that's an insult when you say that to someone, especially when they're a kid. I know because I say it to my kids all the time. Would you act your age? And what's the first thing they say? I am. I'm a big girl. I said, but you're not acting like a big girl. Would you act your age? You've been here two, three, four, five, ten years. And, and, and even though you're ten years older, you're not ten years deeper. Like, like you're not acting your age. You're not, you're not growing up. Have you ever, have you, have you ever like seen that in kids? Little kids don't want to be insulted. And someone says, man, you're like a three-year-old. And they're like six. And like, no, I'm not. Nuh-uh. Right? We, we, we don't want to be thought of that way. We want to be thought of that we are people who act our age. Like tell a middle schooler that he's acting like a second grader, and they're like, they're ready to fight you. 
Tell a high schooler that they're a middle schooler and they're embarrassed and they run away crying. Tell a college student that he's like a, like a, a person in high school and, and they're, they're completely offended. Because we want to represent, we want people to think that we are our age, that we're acting our age. And it doesn't change the older you get. It just changes from your age of life to your stage of life. When you're in your 20s, you want, you want people to think and look at you like you're in your 20s, that you're trendy and you're on top of things and, and you're experiencing and loving life. And like for someone like me who's, who's 39 and going to be 40 in two months, and you know, I, you want, I want people to think like, like that I'm a, a good 39 or that I'm a good father and a good dad and a good husband and a, a good leader and I'm, I, I'm good at my profession. Like I'm established in my life and I'm, and I'm moving forward and I'm trying to be successful. I may want to be 29, but I want everyone to think that I, I'm being successful in my 30s and into my 40s. You want people to think you're successful. You, you may not be so happy about your age. You may wish you were a little younger, but you don't want anyone to think like, that you're still living and acting like a 20-year-old. No, you enjoy the experience. You enjoy the success. You enjoy the stability that you've worked for in your 40s. It doesn't change. It just goes from age of life to stage of life. But we all want people to think that. We all want people to think that we're acting our age. We want people to think that we're acting our stage of life. And Paul's saying, here's the problem with this group of people. The author, Luke maybe, the, the woman who wrote the book, is that for years and years and years you've had milk. And, and you should be ready for something more solid. You should be ready for something more stable. But guys, it's just not happening. It's like Paul saying there's a progression in life, right? Physically, we would all agree, there's a progression in our life that, that we start off as a baby and we're fed milk and then we move from, from being a baby to being an, uh, you know, a, a young child to being a teenager to a young adult to an adult. And we would all agree that's how it works. We would all agree that that's how it happens. And he's saying that same progression that we all experience, that we all take part of physically, there should be the same exact experience spiritually. And when he says this, when he says these words, it's so completely insulting. And in case you missed it, it's right there. You need milk, not solid food. You're still acting like a child. And, and I kind of wonder when I read this, with, as he's kind of remarking on his audience, and really I think this is more of an encouragement to move forward in your relationship. Is the same true of us that it was of them? And my concern is, I think it could be. I think for so many of us, we just kind of stay where we're at. And we never move. And we're content with the shallows. And God's saying, but I have so much more for you. There is so much more I want to do in your life. There's so much more I want to teach you. There's so much more I want you to experience. But you're just content being where you are. You never move forward. You still need milk and not solid food. Now, when, when he says this, I, I think this is one of those things we just kind of breeze over when we read the Bible. Like, oh, yeah, that, maybe that's true. That's the Bible. I'm just going to move on. But I think his words here were supposed to kind of captivate us and, and make us, like, take a step back and go, whoa, that's, that's not right. So I, here's what I've done. I found some pictures to help illustrate this, okay? This is going to be Exhibit A. When you see this, what does everyone think? Oh, cute. I mean, at, at the very least, if you're not like, like a touchy-feely kind of person, you're thinking, normal, 
right? Like, that's what a baby should do. They should drink milk out of a bottle. That's absolutely right. That's what a baby should. No one's sitting here thinking, like, what is wrong with that baby, right? Like, that's what a baby does, absolutely. That's exhibit A. Hallie, you don't want to leave it. You're going to want to catch this part. Here's exhibit B, right? Like, I mean, I just, I found these on Facebook, and it's just shocked that this is out there. Here's another one. Throw so just really happy about the bottle. Here, and here, here's the last one. This was taken at Christmas last year. I mean, that's just creepy, right? <clears throat> I told Brian I was going to do this because my other idea was to call him up on stage and put him on my lap and feed him a bottle. And I was like, there is no way I could roll with that. I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> so I hacked his account. I mean, the truth is we're laughing, but if you really saw a man doing this, what would you think? Ooh. Like, that's, that's a little disturbing. That's a little creepy. That's, that's not normal. That's not the way life should be. That's not how things are supposed to work. And Paul says, this is exactly the problem. So many of us in our spiritual lives, although we grow and we age, although it's been 10, 20, 30 years for some of us, we've aged physically, but we haven't aged spiritually. We haven't moved on. And I think what's really important for us is really, we've all got to have an answer to this question. How long have you been where you are right now? When you think about your personal life, when you think about your spiritual life, when you think about your relationship with God, with Jesus, with your Savior, how long have you been where you are? Really, what about you? It's fun to laugh at, but my fear is, that for a lot of us, whether you find yourself being the, the curious skeptic and I'm really not sure what I believe, or maybe the hungry novice and I, I, I'm hungry and, I, and I'm trying, but I'm just not really getting far, or maybe you're the restless veteran and, and at once you pursued God with such fervency and now you've kind of taken a step back. My guess is for, for all of us, me included, is that the answer, if we're really honest with ourselves, the answer would be this, a while. Yeah, you know, I, if I were to think back, I, I'm, I'm still the way I was 10 years ago. I, I'm, I'm still kind of dealing with the same things I was 10 years ago. I, I'm still kind of struggling with the same things. I'm still reading the same things, and I, nothing's really changing. For some of us, it might be a long while. But let me just say this, for those of you who are parents, don't your kids deserve a better answer than that? Like someday my, my girls are going to walk in here as teenagers and they're going to serve in some of our environments. And if someone were to ask me in 10 years from now, hey, Jim, how long have you been where, where you're at right now? If my answer in 10 years from now is like, yeah, you know, it's been a while. Man, my girls deserve a better answer than that. Your children deserve a better answer than that. Your spouse deserves a better answer than, I, I've been where I am spiritually for the last 10, 20 years. I, I haven't moved. I haven't progressed. Your friends deserve a better, better answer than that. Our city, Hamden, I believe, needs a better answer than, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't really grown. I've kind of taken my foot off the gas pedal on this whole thing with God. I think we need a better answer than that. And I think that's what Paul, that's what the writer, that's what Luke, that's what, whatever the author is. I think that's what they're trying to tell their audience. It's not okay 
Christians, it's not okay for us to just stay in the shallows forever. It won't sur- we won't survive. It won't last. As we've seen with the pictures, eventually things get kind of weird. I mean, just think about that for a moment. I know that was funny, but think, think if there was a grown Think if Brian lived on, on milk for, what, the, the 30-some years of his life. I mean, that would be so incredibly detrimental to his health. He may not even be alive. The longer we stay where we are, the longer we remain in the shadows and never progress, the weirder and the more unhealthy things become. And I think the author is, is trying to encourage us and pull us forward. Guys, don't stay there. There's so much more we want. Don't let this be your answer. In 10, 20, 30 years from now, go for more. And if you're sitting here saying, how? That's a good question. And the author takes us there next. This is one of those things. This is one of the four things I want to cover through this series. What do we do? How, How do I begin to take a step out of the shallows? How do I move in my relationship? How do I progress in my relationship with Jesus and my relationship with God? What do I do? The author continues, says, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings of righteousness. That, that's like the deeper things. That, that's more than what they understood now. He said, solid food is for the mature. And how do we know if somebody is solid? Here's what he says. And this is, this is the, kind of the place that captured my heart. Solid food is for, for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves. How do we know if somebody is so mature that they have taken upon themselves and have trained themselves? I want us to say these words together. You ready? Who have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Who have trained themselves. Who have said, I'm not content being where I am. Do you want to know why this isn't my job? Because I can't move you. I can't make you. You've got to train yourselves. We have to train ourselves to continue to move, to put our foot back on the gas, to take responsibility for our relationship, for where things are and for where they need to go, to work with God, to partner with God, to say, I'm not content being where I am. I I want more. I want to figure this out. I I want to experience all that you have. That that idea of who I could be in the future, I want that. And, And I'm not going to get that just kind of sitting where I am, content, complacent, going through life and letting it pass me by. I've got to train myself. I've got to go for more. Paul's saying, here's here's the thing. You want to know what the problem is? You want to know why you're, you're still in the shadows and why you haven't grown and why you haven't experienced all that God has for you? It's you. You're in the way. And, and, and don't misunderstand me. He's not saying just get out of the way and, and, and don't do anything. He's saying, how about instead of being in the way, get on the way. Work with God to see what God wants to do. Don't, like, don't just step out of the way and stand over here and say, okay, God, I guess you got to do your thing. No, he's, he's saying, let's get on with God. Let's move forward with God. Let's figure out what God's trying to do. Let's, let's take some responsibility for where we are and where we ultimately want to go. Now, I know this is challenging. And I know for some of us, this is really hard to hear. But the truth is, if we stay where we are, more than likely what will happen is we'll continue to take steps back and back and back. And we think we're just staying there. You see, we're not moving forward. What's actually happening is we're moving back. And that's not what I want for you. 
Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it in all of its fullness. I want you to move into life in all of that fullness. But we've got to take responsibility and we've got to move in our relationship. Regardless of who we are. For the curious skeptic. Regardless of whether or not we might be the hungry novice. The seasoned veteran. Maybe even the happy camper. You might, might find yourself here and, and you, you might be, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't go to church. Somebody would say, you know, I, I don't buy into all this at all. I, I'm not a Christian. The truth is for you, and this is, I know this is a challenge, but, but this is also true for you, is that you might be stuck where you are. And I, I know in this message, you want to stand up and clap because this is the things you hate about Christians. You talk to them and you ask them why they believe and they give, they give some kind of like fluff answer and they just quote somebody they've heard, but, but there seems to be no depth to their understanding and their relationship. You're saying, yeah, that's why I, I don't buy new Christians. You haven't thought, you haven't done your research, you haven't dug in. But, but let me pose this challenge to you. The same could be true about you and where you are. Just remove the label from Christian and put on whatever label you identify as, agnostic or atheist or skeptic. And you could have been where you are for the last five, ten years, never moving forward because you've never really dug in and, and you've never really challenged and you've never tried to learn somebody else's perspective. You've never tried to put it all together. And my concern for you is, is that you'll stay there for the next ten years. And in ten years' time, although you would have aged, you would have gotten no deeper. I think we all have a challenge to take a step forward. And if you're thinking, well, you're just saying that because you think by doing that I'll be a Christian, that's not true at all. I just don't want you to get to a place in your life where you're really not sure what you believe or you don't believe anything because you haven't done any work. You haven't dug in. You haven't asked the questions. You haven't read. You haven't thought it through. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to do that. I think we owe it to our future self to do it. I think we owe that to our kids, to our grandkids, to our legacy, to our neighbors and our friends. We owe it to our community to make sure in 10 years' time we haven't stayed where we are spiritually. So here's what we know is true. We know this, right, that the shallows can be bottle-fed. And that's kind of how they're meant to be. That's natural. That's where things start. It's where it starts with us physically. It should be that way. But as much as it's that way, the depths have to be self-fed. The depths have to have some personal responsibility. The depths have to have you moving in connection with God. And here's why I want this for you. Really, here's why I want all of us, and I think why God wants all of us to continue to take a step in. Because I don't want you to settle for secondhand information. I don't want you to live your life based on, on me or Brian or some other person reading what God says, deciphering what God says, and telling you what God says. I want you to understand what God's saying. I want you to be able to read through the, uh, a Bible. This is the Bible. This is my Bible, and I love it. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. We have plenty out back. As a matter of fact, we'll give it to you with a journal so you can start writing your thoughts and your questions down. Everybody should have one. I want you to be able to read through it and understand this is what God's saying, and this is what he's saying to me, and this is what he wants me to start doing, and this is how he wants me to progress in my relationship. I don't want you to live on secondhand information. I want you to know who God is and what God is speaking to you because the truth is, and we learn this throughout our, the entire last four-week series, is that God is always speaking. Are we listening? And, and, and it's not only knowledge. 
What I really want for you is also this. I don't want you to live on a secondhand experience. Because the amazing thing about God is that it's not just knowledge. When you partner with God, when you experience God, it is a life-changing experience. You talk to people all the time throughout. You talk to our volunteers, our worship team, our kids directors that have experienced God in a way that has completely changed their life. And I don't want you to live on somebody else's experience. I want you to experience God. I want you to experience God for yourself in such an amazing way that it would mark a change in your life, that you would look back to this day. Is it November 3rd? Is that what today is, November 3rd? You would look back on November 3rd and say, that day things changed. That day my life grew. That day something significant happened. That day I experienced God. And that's what I want to invite you to be a part of. So so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you, to join a journey with us for the next 21 days. As a staff, I'm asking our staff to do it. I'm going to ask all of you to do it, to join us in what I'm calling 21 Days Deep. 21 Days Deep. Here's what I want you to do. I I, I want you to get on a reading plan, and I'm going to tell you a little about the reading plan we're going to offer you. I want you to read through it, and I want you to start putting it into use, figuring out who God is and what God's speaking. And there's a tool to do that. It's a tool that's been around for years. It, It spells the acrostic SOAP. Okay, so here's what the first thing we do. S stands for scripture. You're going to read some scripture. You're going to see what the scripture says, and then S is done. That's an easy one. Next is O for observation. You're going to kind of think through it. What is God trying to speak to me? What do I have to learn from this? What is in this verse that maybe I needed to hear today? A, application. Now what do I do about that? How do I change my life? How do I live like that today? How do I start becoming the person that the scriptures is writing about? And then P, finally, is pray. Prayer. To pray through what what you've learned, to pray through what you've read, to pray through what you've written down and start making it a part of your life. It's it's a simple step. There's a picture that's going to be on our website that you can download. There's going to be a blank one that you can fill it out. It looks a little like this. It gives you all of the pointers. This is what I do. This is how I grow. This is how I begin. We call it a devotional life where we spend time reading and praying and talking to God and figuring out what he's speaking to us and how I move forward. And this is what I want for each one of you. For the next 21 days, would you go on this journey? Would you spend a little time each morning? The beauty of this is it can be done in like three minutes. It can be done in 15. It can be done in 30. It can be done in an hour if you have that much time. However much time you need, reading a scripture, thinking about what's true and what am I supposed to learn? How do I apply this to my life today? And then pray on it. God, help me to do that. Help me to be that person. Help me to do the things that you've just spoken to me. Would you go on that journey with us to make it even more easy, easier for you, or more easy, I guess is the the proper grammatical way of saying it. Here's what we've done. I want you to text the word 21 to this number, 97000. Text the word 21 to that number, and every morning for the next 21 days, you'll receive a scripture reference It'll have a link to our website so you can go on and read the whole text. You can download that that soap image. You can fill out that image for yourself to be a part of this with us. There's nothing I could do to to find a way to make it easier. Here's the beauty of this. None of us are going to know who signs up and who doesn't, so don't feel any guilt about this. If you want to do this later, do this later. If you don't want to do this, that's okay. You can be where you are. Just don't be there forever. But if you want to do this, if you're willing to take a journey, pick up your phone. It's so easy. 21 to that number and you'll get a scripture every day these are some of the best scriptures that that we could have thought of that will help you grow and help you work through your challenges and your relationship with God for those of us who who are Christians who have kind of maybe we're in our own reading plan currently I'm not asking you to stop this maybe do this in addition 
Maybe it's not so much for you, but it's for us. Maybe you can help us lead by example so that when, when people are talking about what they've read and the challenges, you know and you can talk and you can help lead. I think we could all be a part of this together. And I think we can all grow together. I think all of us are feeling the call of God, not to stay where we are, but to move into the deep. The truth is we could all do it. See, here's, here's the challenge. The busyness of life and the craziness of life is always going to push, push us back to exhibit B. It's always going to push us back to keeping things on hold. I mean, I have three girls. I, parents, you know what that's like. It's, it would be so easy for me to just put my spiritual life on autopilot and just deal with my life. But I owe it to myself and I owe it to my kids. And I think you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your kids and you owe it to your community. Not to be where you are forever, but to continue to move and to continue to grow to continue to experience all that God would have for you. You see, the truth is, at some point, babies go from eat, eating from a bottle to maybe using a fork or a spork to eventually eating, you know, nuggets at Chick-fil-A and hopefully becoming an adult that can serve themselves their own meals. The same needs to be true for us spiritually. For those of us who, who are just, just getting into this, milk is good, and milk is what should be knowing the basics of who God is and that God loves you and he has a purpose for, and a plan for your life is important. But you're not meant to stay there. Eventually, you've got to pick up a fork and you've got to go for more. Eventually, you've got to move on from those simple truths about God to, to the, the greater truths. What's his plan for my life? How do I love people well and love people maybe who hate me? How, how do I know what to do and, and what's right and what's wrong? And it's not going to happen if we stay where we are. Sooner or later, you've got to pick up a fork. And you've got to move into the deep end. Bon appetit. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you, God, for this incredible message, God, for these incredible scriptures. I, I know we don't know who the author is, but God, I, I can picture someone writing these words. God, I, out of desperation, not out of anger, but out of this plea that there is just so much more that you would have for us if we would just move in that relationship with you. God, and I pray that for each person here, that we would have, have the wisdom to know what to do with what we heard this morning, God, to begin to move in that direction with you, God. Maybe to get out of our own way and partner with you and move forward. And that as we do, God, I pray that you would give us, you'd give us the courage to take that step, and then you'd continue to speak to us, God. Speak to us and, and, and teach us who it is that we are supposed to be and what we're supposed to do with our life. God, I pray that these next 21 days would be such a significant start to someone's life, that this would be the start of you doing something amazing in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.